question comes up, can I provide my own light? Or, well, or do I need the light of God? Well, they say, well, the Upanishad says about, like, the soul is a mighty thing. It's very, very mighty. The self, the divine self is very mighty. Well, and they also say the soul has the, stripped of all the coverings, has the light of 16 suns. That's pretty powerful. Oh, if I can't see the light of God, can I see the light of myself? Hmm. And at the same time, if I'm like earth, can do I need the water of life? Uh, it's like earth without water. Thus my soul is like earth without water unto you. So I may need that extra light and extra water of life. Uh -huh. You need something? Uh, well, you can't know God entirely. Well, I wouldn't think I could know God entirely, entire in his entirety. Well, it's we're going to confess to the fact that we don't know anything and and just read uh, uh, Augustine's Confessions uh, in Book 13 and confess that uh, the fact that we're almost finished. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> but why is that a confession? Have you, have you accomplished something? <laughs> yeah, I confess the pride of accomplishment that I've almost... I'm pre-confessing to the fact that I'm almost finished and I have pride of completion. Uh -huh. Or I will have in the future pride of completion. Uh -huh. Pride of spirituality. Thinking uh, he knows something. Uh -huh. Just because you read the Bible or you read quotations from it within Augustine. Uh -huh. Does that make me smart? Uh -huh. I don't know. Hmm. Well, uh, hmm. this thing is not working well. Yeah. So he says in 16.19 of book 13, how you are in entirety, only you know. 
you who exist immutably and know immutably and will will immutably. I, I don't know what people say that only God knows everything. He's Why does he announce that he only knows everything? He only himself knows everything. Well, I don't know who says stuff like that. But maybe somebody has to say it. So, yeah. So somebody has to say this stuff, so I'm doing it. <laughs> On his, but by reading him, so. And your essence knows and wills immutably, and your knowledge is and wills immutably, and your will is and knows immutably. <laughs> he is and he wills. <laughs> Nobody's announcing this thing. <laughs> yeah, he needs a spokesman. It's like God needs a spokesman. Huh? Nobody says this stuff since medieval times. Huh? Well, I don't know. They may, but I don't know, really. How you are in entirety, only you know. And you who exist immutably and know immutably and will immutably. And your essence knows and wills immutably. And your knowledge is and wills immutably. And your will is and knows immutably. You do not hold it the right to that as immutable light. Knows itself, so should it be known by that which is illuminated and immutable. Thus my soul is like earth without water unto you. Hmm. Would we agree with that? Yeah, my soul is kind of like earth. And it needs water. <laughs> I need to water, get some water in meditation. <laughs> That's why you meditate, because you need, like, water. What kind of water are you talking about? Well, that's the abstract nectar dripping down at the third eye. In meditation, it's not just water. So. Well, you mean that mysticism is expressed in symbolism? Yeah, that's what it is. That's what the logical positivist and the logicians and semantic philosophers don't understand. Really? No. Thus my soul is like earth without water unto you, because as it cannot illuminate itself of itself, so it cannot satisfy itself of itself. Yeah, I was saying that, why can't I? Well, that mighty seed thing, the mighty thing in the Upanishads, they, it's in the Katha, K-A-T-H-A, Upanishad. Are you reading something else? Uh, yeah. You're cheating on Christianity and Hinduism? Yes. I confess to reading other religions. Oh, that's right. You're a universalist. Well, if you don't like it, then just don't listen. Psalms 142.6 I stretch forth my hands to thee. My soul is as earth without water unto thee. Doe Rhymes Bible. Hmm. With unto thee, 
My soul is as earth without water unto thee. Oh, you could be dried up, I guess, without meditation. Huh? Yeah, that's what that means. You're like you're dried up. If you miss meditation, you wither up and dry up and die. <laughs> really? Yeah, like you go like two or three days. It's sort of like exercise. You go one, two, you can skip one day of exercise. But then you skip two, then you skip three, and pretty soon your, your bones are brittle and your joints don't work and your muscles have wilted. It's like thus, my soul is like earth without water unto the, uh, without meditation. So you can, it's not even good to skip one day of meditation. Because one, two, and three, you could be completely disconnected and your third eye will shut down. <laughs> sort of like this phone shuts down all the time. Does your phone shut down a lot? And does it get... Well, iPhones shut down in the cold weather outside. They'll shut down without the light of God. But you have your own light. No, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that. Thus, my soul is like earth without water unto you, because as it cannot illuminate itself of itself. So it cannot satisfy itself of itself. Can we satisfy ourselves just by ourselves? Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm not really satisfied just of myself. Uh -huh. Yeah, why do you seek other people or seek uh, other ex mystical experiences or meditation or uh, things to because you cannot satisfy itself of itself. I can't satisfy myself. Yeah, the basically the innate nature of the soul is not satisfied. So most everybody is not satisfied. Actually, unless you become like a saint or you're a deep meditator or an advanced mystic or advanced disciple or uh, have a guru and you'll practice a long time. Uh, they say if like 40 days or so you can develop a habit. So if you meditated over 40 days straight, that's pretty liberal to say it's just 40 days. You could be touching upon enlightenment. Well, it's normally like six months of six hours a day for the advanced stuff. But you can develop a habit in 40 days. The habit of meditating. First you do 10 minutes, then 20 minutes, then 30 minutes, then an hour, then two hours, then three hours, then four hours, then five hours, then six hours. It's funny, I've never really done like 12 hours. Yeah, you're not very advanced. Yeah, well, I need more water because as it can illuminate itself of itself, so it can satisfy itself of itself. So, for with you is the fountain of light, life. For with you is the fountain of life, as in your light we shall see light. Yeah, I guess we should see the big stuff. 
big light. Mucha grande light. So that puny little 16 light of 16 suns. That's kind of puny. That's too small. Okay. They say the soul is mighty and grande. Okay. Psalms 35.10 For with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light we shall see light. Okay, and thee is the fountain of life. Uh -huh. The fountain of life. Hmm. In the end, autonomy is just the main product. It's the most important thing to have. Maybe live alone in autonomy so you can practice spirituality. So you can keep up your spiritual practice. Because not too many people are actually got uh, the regularity. Now, social life kind of disrupts it, especially if you have to go to bed at 8 o'clock to get up at 3 o'clock. <laughs> and, yeah, even uh, to have evening meditation. <laughs> because you really need to meditate two major times a day, morning and evening or something. Otherwise... Uh, People uh, aren't not enlightened to have uh, excess desires, <laughs> so they're just uh, they're not the charioteer of their chariot. Uh, their mind and their emotions uh, are running their chariots around, and their soul is not in charge. <laughs> the soul should be calling all the shots, uh, assuming that you're seeing the light uh, and that you're getting water from the fountain of life. Hmm, then I could pretty much maintain. As in the Bhagavad Gita, and as in Plato, and as in the Upanishads, and as in basically all the books, all the spiritual books. 1720. Who gathered together the embittered into one place? Their single aim is a temporal and earthly happiness for which they will do anything. <laughs> Though countless cares make them drift and waver. Yeah, they they have countless cares and stuff like the most people. Well, you have them too. Countless cares that make them drift and waver. Yeah, the more countless cares I have, the more I drift and waver. So if I just limit my cares to... Yeah, you say you can only do one thing a day, effectively. That's not very productive now, is it? Huh. Yeah, well, though, if I have countless cares, then then I might drift and waver. Like if you do try to do two things at once. <laughs> it's like drifting and wavering. <laughs> yeah... Well, you maintain that you do these countless cares during daytime hours after meditation. Yeah, between morning and evening meditation. You can deal with your countless cares. And then your 
and you can let your mind drift and waver during that time. Yeah, but don't let it drift too far that you get off track. You better do Simran or something to keep yourself from drifting and wavering. (laughs) Why do you have countless cares? (laughs) Well, you can actually reduce them by deep meditation. Because you don't really, once you've drank from the water of life, it's, it doesn't, they don't seem that big anymore. Who, Lord, but you said, let the waters be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear that thirst for you. Hmm. Let the waters be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear <laughs> that thirst for you. Hmm, you could become like dry land or something. Huh. Are you actually learning something from Christianity? Well, uh, I. Genesis 1 9. Who thought you would read Genesis? Let the dry land appear that thirst for you. For the sea also is yours, and you made it, and your hands formed the dry land. Maybe it's symbols, I guess. Yeah, you read the Bible symbolically. Stop being so stupid. If you think it's literal, then no wonder you don't understand nothing. Psalms 94.5 For the sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Doe Rhymes Bible D-O-U-A-Y dash R-H-E-I-M-S Bible I might actually look that Bible up in this reading at some point. Okay. Why aren't you reading from the King James Bible? I don't know. That's the author of this book, the translator, Peter Constantine. He reads whatever he wants. He quotes whoever he wants to. Well, that's his privilege. He wrote the book, after all. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't write this book or translate it. I'm just a two-bit scribe reader. I'm just a scribe. And it's like in uh, those days, I would have been a scribe. <laughs> For the sea also is yours, and you made it, and your hands form the dry land. Yet it is not the bitterness of men's wills that is called the sea. Yet it is not the bitterness of men's wills that is called the sea, but the gathering together of the waters. For you have bound the wicked desires of men's souls, and around them set bounds as to how far the waters may pass, so that their waves will break. (laughs) 
And so you made this a sea by the order of your rule over all things. Mm -hmm. Do I understand this? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Where was I at the time of Augustine? You're supposed to know all that stuff. You claim to have gone back into all your past lives. Yeah, but I can't consciously remember all of them, okay? How can I know them all? I'd be so confused. <laughs> yeah, they say if you knew all the information of all your past lives, it would be quite confusing. <laughs> so it's just too much to process. <laughs> really? Yeah, like the... Like, what if you were trying to find all those things? Uh, you tried to go to all the places you lived at or something. Or meet all your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> or wives. Or whoever they were. Or you were a wife. You were a woman and you meet your ex-husband. Job, Job 38.10 I set my bounds around it. And made it bars and doors, and I said, Hitherto thou shalt come, and shalt go no further, and here thou shalt break thy swelling waves. Hmm. I don't understand these waves. Huh. Job 38.10 I set my bounds around it, and made it bars and doors, and I said, Hitherto... Thou shalt come, and shalt go no further, and here thou shalt break thy swelling waves. So I'm going to try to break this the streaming podcast, break the, the waves of this podcast up somehow. That's the doe, do, do, ooe, rhyme, reams, Bible. So in this podcast, we're breaking up the waves, uh, like if it uh, fails, and, uh, if the internet disconnects, uh, uh, that the, means the waves were broken up. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yet it is not the bitterness of men's wills that is called the sea, but the gathering together of the waters, for you have bound the wicked desires of men's souls, and around them set bounds as to how far the waters may pass so that their waves will break. So they make this a sea by the order of your rule over all things. So you make this, he's setting the rules, I guess. <laughs> The waves are breaking over men's desires. <laughs> if I let the wicked, if I let my wicked desires be around them, set bounds as to how far the waves may pass over that, the waves will break them. I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe if I stick my desires into the sea and let the waves break over them. Let the water wash them away in deep meditation. I don't understand it. Well, you claim not to understand anything, so... All right. <clears throat> you make a lot of claims. 
you confess to ignorance all the time, it's just tiring in a way. Okay. Seventeen point two moon. But the souls that thirst for you appear before you have different aims that separate them from that gathering of the sea. <sighs> the souls that thirst. Okay, well, they're supposed to be the listeners to the this podcast are the souls that thirst for thee. So while we're thirsting, you thirst. Psalm 62.2 For thee my soul hath thirsted. For thee my flesh, oh how many ways. Joy rhymes Bible. What is that Bible? Okay. Where are we? But the souls that there's for you and the pair before you have different names to separate them from that gathering of the sea. Though a sweet and hidden spring through a sweet and hidden spring you water the earth. All right, so he does have that nectar dripping down at the third eye, which he calls here the through a sweet and hidden spring. Is what is that symbolic, or is there one? Is there a sweet and hidden spring? Yeah, most uh, you could you could uh, assume there is because quite a few mystics have said so. If you do computational linguistic analysis of mysticism in all subsets of religions and universal religion, why don't you do that instead of talk about it? Do computational linguistics and mysticism and analyze all subset scriptures? Yeah, if you did that, you would say that there is a a sweet and hidden spring. You water the earth so that it will bring forth its fruit. <laughs> and it brings forth its fruit at your command and the command of its Lord God. Hmm. You water the earth. It's like he waters people. And who he chooses to enlighten, he does so. <laughs> All right, so he waters his plants. Actually, he waters plants. He probably creates the rain and waters all the plants. I was just thinking about that, um, the maintenance level of uh, there has to be God because uh, the precise maintenance level of the needs of all living things uh, in harmony. Like, you can't just say you don't want it to rain because these plants need watering. It's really selfish to say, don't rain. You should accept the rain. Because God decided to water his plants. <laughs> yeah. Who is doing maintenance? Who created everything and who maintains it? Genesis 1.12 And the earth brought forth grass. The earth 
that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit. These, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. New King James Bible. Hmm. You still haven't learned what the new one is, so we're getting a hint at that, though. So we think from my my PhD thesis on computational uh, linguistics in this in uh, the concept of nectar in mystical treatises in my uh, in uh, world worldwide scriptures in religious scriptures. I did my PhD on computational linguistics and I had the computer just read through Google Books, read all existing scriptures to find if there was a sweet and hidden spring in which he waters the earth so that it will bring forth its fruit and it brings forth its fruit at your command. The command of the Lord God. Did you really do your PhD in computational linguistics and mysticism? Well, no. <laughs> so don't. Well, so too, I confess I didn't do that and I lied. Okay. It's good you confess to a lie. You're a big fat liar, okay? Well, I've said that I my prior podcasts were like April Fool's jokes. So, um, if you listen to April Fool's Day broadcast, you'll find that out. <laughs> so too does our soul yield works of mercy according to its kind. And we love our neighbor and seek to relieve his suffering. Our soul containing seed in itself according to its likeness, when from out of a sense of our own weakness, we feel compassion to relieve those who are in need, helping them as we would help to be hope to be helped. If we were in similar need, helping not only in easy ways, like the grass yielding seed, but also in the protection of our helpful when given powerfully, like the tree yielding fruit that is sucker in delivering him, who suffers wrong at the hand of those who are mighty, and offering him the shelter of protection through the power of just judgment. Wow, he's like a long sentence, right, Maker? How long was that? Huh? That is so funny. This is like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven lines in one sentence. That is, so the reason we're doing this is to show compassion and help people. So, you ask why you did the podcast. We're doing it to help uh, somehow, to water the fruits. How long is this sentence? So, too, does our soul yield works of mercy according to its kind. And we love our neighbor and seek to relieve his suffering, our soul-containing seed in itself according to its likeness. When out of a sense of our own weakness, we feel compassion to relieve those who are in need, helping them as we would hope to be helped if we were in similar need, 
helping not only in easy ways like the grass yielding seed, but also in the protection of our help when given powerfully like the tree yielding fruit that is succor in delivering him who suffers wrong at the hands of those who are mighty and offering him the shelter of protection through the power of just judgment. Hmm. It starts a lot in one sentence. Hmm. Really? Yeah. With quotations. Uh -huh. What are the quotations? Uh -huh. Yeah, he borrows, he, he gets this stuff from the Bible. So this is credible because it's sourced, Bible sourced. Uh -huh. So this podcast is definitely credible. Really? Um, it says, I bid. It's I bid. The quote citation is I bid, or Genesis 1, 12. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its, own, its kind. The New King James Bible. Genesis 1.11, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind. New King James Bible. We're using the new one in this new podcast. Okay. I looked up the <clears throat> those Bibles like the uh, the Doei uh, Doei uh, Rhymes Bible, which is um, says it's a translation from the Latin Vulgate to English, uh, done by English College Doei do D O U A I for Catholic Church, uh, so it's like Catholic. Uh, and it was actually this must be to English, so and published Rhymes, Rems, uh, R E I M S, France, fifteen eighty two. Hmm. It's rather old, uh, but it. I guess that sort of, if you have the King James Bible, it's kind of Protestant, uh, whereas this one would maybe you could say is Catholic. The Catholic, English, Catholic Bible. Uh -huh. I guess, I don't know. Sounds like that's right. But the New King James Bible is the NKJV. Uh -huh. That was published, it says, in 1982 by Thomas Nelson Publishers. And it's, I think it tried to keep the, the language of the New King James Bible at the same time, updating to... Examine the Greek and the Aramaic and the Hebrew and all that stuff. Um, but 130 scholars, it took seven years. Sounds like uh, maybe a good book. I don't know if it has a lot of footnotes. So. I like uh, heavily footnoted, ultra-heavily footnoted. Well, you are a quantitative linguist. Uh, no, you're not. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, you don't even pronounce it right, so 
I don't don't think that's credible. Yeah, he's not credible. All right, um, look it up yourself. Uh -huh. Eighteen twenty-two. Thus, Lord, thus I beseech you, and as you are the Maker, the Giver of joy and power. Let truth spring out of the earth, and justice look down from heaven. Yeah, let truth spring out of the earth, like I should spring myself out of bed and go out and exercise. Now that the sun is rising, let truth spring out of the earth, and justice look down from heaven. And let there be lights made in the firmament. Okay, let those things happen. All right, let them happen. Maybe if you listen to the words in this podcast, they'll happen. Okay. When I get old, I can listen to this podcast and make it happen. You can listen to yourself. Why not? Psalms, Psalm 84 of 12. Truth is sprung out of the earth, and justice hath looked down from heaven. They could look down upon me from heaven, justice. Hmm. Genesis 1, 1, 1, 14. Isaiah. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm? Now, um, what? Well, Truth spring out of the earth, and justice look down from heaven, and let there be lights made in the firmament. Genesis 1.14 Let us deal our bread to the hungry, and bring the destitute who have no shelter into our house. Uh-oh. Am I supposed to bring them into the house in New York City? Let us deal our bread to the hungry. Okay. If you have extra food, you could put it out and say, free. <laughs> mm, but don't let it rot. If it's cold, it might work. I don't know. I have these, like, canned uh, can of, uh, of vegetarian beans, but I looked at it, and it had high fructose corn syrup. Oh, God. So what... I have the moral dilemma. What do I do? Do I give them away huh? and feed high fructose corn syrup to the poor? Huh? Is that abusive? Huh? Oh, I don't know. I guess it would be. <laughs> well, you could sue the company who put the high fructose corn syrup into the... I'm not going to do that either. I'm too lazy. You confess to laziness? A lack of suing? Yeah, I'm not very litigious. Okay, just don't eat the stuff. I don't know what you're going to do with it. You're going to have to develop discrimination. Maybe you should meditate more or something. I don't know. Let us deal our bread to the hungry and bring the destitute who have no shelter into our house. 
Let us clothe the naked and not despise those who are like our own flesh. Yeah, a lot of these people are very similar to myself. Uh, the poor and the destitute are very close to myself. Uh, and not despise those who are like our own flesh. Yeah, don't despise other people. They're more like you than not. Okay. And you're pretty destitute, I would say. And you have to confess. All this confessions is pretty clear that you're destitute. Okay. You are destitute yourself. Maybe you should be brought into the shelter of somebody else's house and given some <laughs> vegetarian beans with high fructose corn syrup in them. You would eat them if you get hungry enough. Okay. Well, that's true, I guess. I don't know. Let us clothe the naked and not despise those who are like our own flesh. Yeah. Isaiah 58, 7. Deal thy bread to the hungry and bring the needy and the harborless into thy house. When thou shalt see one naked, cover him, and despise not thy own flesh. Mm, that's from the lat. That's Catholic in nature. So, <laughs> you can't claim that. It's just the Doe Rhymes Bible. It's Isaiah fifty-eight seven. It's actually not that either. It's Hebrew. It's the Jewish Bible, so stop uh, claiming it's Catholic. Uh, that's, yeah, that's the Old Testament. Uh, hmm. And Isaiah 58, 8 says, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Dore rhymes Bible. So now the light... Is breaking forth since these fruits have sprouted from the earth. Let us see that it is good, and let our light break forth as in the morning. Hmm. You should let our light. See, usually you think of um, the sun as God's light breaking forth, or maybe the sun rising. But since these fruits have sprouted from the earth. Let us see that it is good, and let our light break forth in the morning. So I'm going to let my own personal light break forth, as in the morning. So it can break forth sort of like the sun is rising. So what does he mean there? Let our light break forth, as in the morning, as in... Doing deep meditation and finding the mighty seed, the mustard seed within myself, and breaking it up, bringing it forth as in the morning. May we, from the lower fruits of our good deeds, reach the delights of contemplation. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's the delights of contemplation. That's when I talk about meditation, may we from the lower fruits of our good deeds reach the delights of contemplation 
and may we hold fast the word of life that is above and shines like lights in the world, adhering to the firmament of your scripture. For there you explain to us that we can distinguish between what is intelligible and what can be sensed, such as distinguish between day and night, and between minds, some of which are prone to things intelligible, and others to things spiritual, so that now it is not you alone who, as before, you made the firmament distinguish in the mystery of your judgment between light and darkness. Hmm. Yeah, like, I think it strengthens your discrimination. When you meditate, you can have a stronger mind, I guess. Otherwise, how do you distinguish? You become a weakling. People who don't meditate are weaklings. They can't really distinguish light from darkness. Hmm. May we, from the lower fruits of our good deeds, so, good deeds are really just lower fruits. So, the big high-end fruits are the delights of contemplation. So, let's start out with the lower fruits of our good deeds, then reach the delights of contemplation by meditating for six hours. And may we hold fast the word of life that is above and shines like lights in the world adhering to the firmament of your scripture, for there you explain to us that we can distinguish between what is intelligible and what can be sent, such as distinguish between day and night and between minds, some of which are prone to things intelligible and others to things spiritual, so that now it is not you alone who, as before you made the firmament distinguish and the mystery of your judges between light and darkness. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. Uh, wow, that's a nice quote. Huh? Huh. Philippians 2.15. In the midst of a crooked and perverse uh, generation, in the... In this crooked age of fake news and coronavirus, uh, and uh, excessive use, excessive time on the internet uh, by children, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, where everybody just watches TV and plays with their phones, uh, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast the word of life. Uh, new King James Bible, the new one, 1982, is considered new. Okay. Yeah, that's when I used to do scholarship in the 80s. That was the last decade of scholarship until the internet came out and then. They just use Google, Google, uh, 
Google took over. Since your grace has been manifested throughout the world, your spiritual children are also set and arrayed in the same firmament, and may they shine upon the world and divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons. <laughs> Other things have passed away, and behold, they have become new. How did it become new? Genesis one fourteen. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. New King James Bible. Corinthians 2, 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hmm. So if you merge into Christ, uh, or you merge yourself into the Christ power, you merge into him. He is a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So that's what they keep saying in these uh, born-again uh, Christian churches or something. They probably talk about how you, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will be born again and become new. <laughs> You can renew your cell structure or something. Your cells uh, can renew themselves. Uh -huh. huh. Well, they probably mean a little more than that, though. Do they know what they know? Do they know what they're talking about? Huh. I'm not going to give the answer. Huh. Because, uh, I don't know. Because I don't know it. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Now, uh, <clears throat> our salvation is nearer than when we first began to believe. The night is spent, and the day is at hand, and we bless the crown of the year of, our, of your goodness, sending the laborers to your harvest in the sowing of which others have labored, sending them also into another field whose harvest shall be at the end. Thus you grant the prayers of him who prays. Okay. You grant the prayers of him who prays and bless the year of the just, but you remain the same. And in your years that will have no end, you prepare granary for the years that are passing by eternal counsel. You bestow at the proper time heavenly blessings upon the earth. All right. I suppose he is bestowing at the proper time that he wants to the bless heavenly blessings upon the earth. 
Yeah, when he wants to. <laughs> yeah. I wish he would bestow something on me at over at the proper time that he wants to, I guess. The heavenly blessings. I would like them. <laughs> you want them yourself? Why not for other people too? Okay. Well, I'm assuming that I'm going to get it. So. Romans 13, 11. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Okay. It's a new day, actually, today. New King James Bible. Psalms sixty-four, twelve. Thou shalt bless the crown of the year of thy goodness, and thy field shall be filled with plenty. <laughs> Doe Rhymes Bible. Matthew 9.38 Therefore pray the word of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. New King James Bible. <laughs> All right, so we've sent out our harvesters in this podcast. So I'm going to harvest uh, from something from this podcast. John 4, 38. I sent you to reap that from which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. New King James Bible, Matthew thirteen thirty nine. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are the angels. New King James Bible. Uh-huh. There's a more. Yeah. Psalms 101, 28. Uh-huh. I've never read so many Bible quotes in my life. My God. Yeah, well, it had to be forced on you because you just don't, you're so lazy. I admit to being lazy and not reading the Bible. Psalms 101, 28. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. The King James Bible. Hmm. Hmm. Where did all that come from? Our salvation is nearer than we first began to believe. The day, night is spent, and the day is at hand. And you crown, you bless the crown of the year of your goodness. Send the labors to your harvest, and the sowing of which others have labored, sending them also into another field, whose harvest shall be at the end. Thus you grant the prayers of him who prays. All right. Well, if there's no other uh, solution, uh, thus you grant the prayers of him who prays. Uh, he's granting them, then it might make sense to pray. <laughs> you grant the prayers of him who prays. Bless the year of the just, but you remain the same. And in your years, that will have no end. You prepare a granary for the years that are passing. By eternal counsel, you bestow at the proper time heavenly blessings upon the earth. 
All right, so he's, uh, I guess, bestowing his blessings upon the earth. That's We went back to that thing with the hidden spring and the water and the, the sweet hidden spring in which he's watering the earth. Uh, I guess that secret sweet hidden spring, that's the thing, uh, the nectar dripping down at the third eye. Uh -huh. So that's what we had talked about. <laughs> dripping. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's the delights of contemplation. When you, after you, we, from the lower fruits of our good deeds, reach the delights of contemplation. That's the delights of contemplation I'm talking about. Okay.